This article was written in the lead-up to the recent voice referendum in Australia. That has come and passed. However, I still wanted to record an audio version of this article for future reference. The article is Using Your Voice, Christian Principles for the Referendum. As you come to vote in this weekend's referendum, you should remember these biblical principles. You belong to the Lord. You are not your own. If you are a Christian, you belong to God through Jesus Christ. As a faithful follower of him, you are called to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Bring these faculties to bear as you seek to serve the Lord in this area. Use your mind, use your heart, use your strength. You have dual citizenship of Australia and God's kingdom. So vote in such a way as to represent God's heavenly permanent kingdom to this broken earthly nation. Love your neighbor as yourself. As you vote, you're casting your voice into the collective voice of the nation. And we must not use that voice to try and sway the outcome to what serves myself best or makes me feel better. We're aiming to make our nation more and more like the way God's word says it should be. And by that extension, and that by extension also means a nation that is better for my neighbor. Our vote needs to be founded on love for God and others. Think about all your neighbors in this nation, not just the disadvantaged or advantaged ones. This may include your neighbors down through time. Give voice to the presently voiceless like children and the future citizens of Australia. Am I using my voice to steer us towards something that will be good for the future? Or will they be cursing me for my contribution to their misery? Loving your neighbor also means dealing with them as an individual. God made and interacts with families and nations as discrete units, but God also deals with us as individuals. And this is why the rights of the individual have been so recognized in Western nations. Ezekiel, this is shown in Ezekiel 18, Acts 17, verse 30. Is your vote for the benefit of all Australian individuals or only for some Australians? Loving your neighbour also means working out that love. We may feel compelled to vote in a certain way to satiate our desire to do something, but it is not enough to merely be well-wishers. Our love needs substance. Are you voting for the substance of love or just a declaration of it? You might like to refer to 1 John 3, 16 to 18, James 2, verse 15 to 17, or Proverbs 14, verse 23. Love those who are wrong. There is a right and a wrong side, but some of us will not be able to be convinced on which is which. Bear with those whose conscience has convicted them to vote the other way on the basis that they think they are doing the right thing before God. Seek the truth, don't be deceived. There's heaps of empty talk going on, not the least of which are all the pronouncements about what a voice will do or might help with. You're not called to vote on ideas, possibilities or platitudes. You are voting on what the Constitution says with very specific wording. The potential implementation of the proposed voice is not in our hands, only whether or not to amend the constitution wording. 
The constitution is the foundational document for the country, and in principle it needs to provide the boundaries of who we are as a nation under God. The question is basically, should the fundamentals of our nation include this thing? All the proposed ideas about who will be in the voice, how they will be selected, etc. are all good to know and help inform a decision, but they're not what will be enshrined in the Constitution and not what we're voting on. A trick to try and see if you're having the wall pulled over your eyes is to flip the script and see if the argument still made sense in other circumstances. You can trace out the hypotheticals in other contexts to expose the crux of the issue, like Nathan did with David in 2 Samuel 12 verses 1 to 15. It can help to cut through all the emotionally charged language to the principle of the thing. Emotionally charged language can confuse the issue. In the midst of talk about what is fair, divisive, listening, representation, recognition, compassion, and so on, we ought to be able to take a step back and see what we really mean by these words. And are they being used in the same way by others? Avoid partiality, including racism. There is one race of humanity under God, all made in his image and with inherent value and dignity. There are ethnic and cultural distinctions between us, but there are no hard boundaries between one group or another. We are all related. And in our multicultural melting pot, it is impossible to see where one ethnicity or culture ends and another starts, as DNA testing regularly proves. On top of that, God is the one who has decided when and where we shall all live. We should neither elevate nor diminish others on the basis of their ethnicity. There may be qualitative differences in culture that can be celebrated or dismissed, insofar as they are approved by God, as expressed by Paul's assessment of the Cretans in Titus chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. However, the Christian ethic teaches us that the inalienable qualities of another should not serve as the basis of treating people inequitably before the law, either positively or negatively. Do not be a slave to your feelings. Your heart can deceive you, and others can play on your heart to try and drum up the response they desire. This can include feelings of anger or compassion. It might go something like this, don't you care about X? Then you must do what we tell you in order to fix the problem. This is a trap. It is entirely possible to care about X and also disagree on the best way to address the issue. Feelings themselves are good things given to us by God, but we must remember how subjective they are. They are not to be our master, but they are indicators that should lead us to question why we feel the way we do, and even question if our feelings are justified. Like in Jonah 4, voting by feel is a surefire way to make a whole lot of people's lives very miserable. My comments. In case it is not obvious, I'm trying very hard here not to say how I think you should vote. I'm not sure I'm doing a great job of it. I'd like to think that's because the biblical principles lead in an obvious direction. But I'm fully aware that, like most, I have bias on political issues and that is going to bleed out whether it be truly founded on a biblical worldview or not. What I want each of us to be able to do is to work from the principles of how God calls us to live and trace out that trajectory with our voting voice. 
please know that how you vote does not put you outside Christ or outside your Christian community. You are loved and welcome and invited to find the grace that we all need in Jesus Christ our Saviour. While continual contact with the Word of God may change our outlook on life, our present political position is not a barrier to our communion with God's people. Let us pray that the result of this referendum will be one more step toward our nation bowing the knee to Christ and practicing true righteousness in this country.